didn't have this feeling, so now that I feel like it's coming back to me, I don't want to lose it. Yes, Lord. I don't, don't want to lose it, so I got to praise him. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. So I thank God for the word that has been going forth the past, amen, a few Sundays from uh, minister and teacher and pastor T, amen, everyone that has brought the word, amen. And I don't know if it's going to be a series, y'all, but God has definitely given me a word Amen. For this Sunday, and I'm going to be in Proverbs. Amen. I began reading last week, and I say, God, just give me something. Whatever, whatever, I, whatever I turn to, whatever you show me, just give me something. I, I went to Proverbs. I just was reading various chapters, and I say I'm going to go to eleven. If y'all don't know, that's one of my favorite numbers. Seventeen is the other. Amen. But I, He took me to Proverbs eleven, man. And I just thank Him for. The word, I thank him for his wisdom. Amen. Um, and on today, I want to talk to you concerning the subject of honesty. Amen. Honesty is something, it's something that we all say we want until somebody is honest with us in a way that challenges, amen, what we want to be true. Say that again. Honesty is something we all say we want. I mean, if we get in a relationship, we get on the job, we get ever we, we say we want honesty until somebody is honest with us in a way that challenges what we want to be true. I didn't say what was true. I say what we want to be true. I mean, one of my favorite stories in the Bible is in first Kings when Elijah, amen, goes against the prophets of all and he is calling down fire from heaven. And, and that whole narrative, that whole narrative. Right, that whole that whole story is a showdown about truth, concerning who really serves the real God, who serves the true God. And so I gotta tell y'all, you have to be able to double down on your faith as if your life depended upon it. Amen. And this has caused so much conflict in my life over the years, being honest with people. Amen. You would think that being honest with people would draw them closer to you, but being honest with people has driven so many people away from me. I would always get, why you the one? Like, nobody else tell me this stuff. Why you the one? Why you the one that got to tell me the bad news? Why you the one that got to say this? Right? So many times, whether it's family or friends, I've lost so many, so many people because of honesty. And somebody might be saying, well, Pastor, how do you know if you even being honest? Right? Maybe these people are just walking away from you because you're in error. You better be able to double down on your faith. You better be able to double down on your faith. When you stand and you say, I'll go if I have to go by myself, you better mean it because when you stand before God, you're going to have to answer for every idle word that comes out of your mouth. Right? So in Proverbs 11 and 1, for y'all can remain seated, the first verse says, the Lord hates 
the Lord hates. I want to say King James uses the word, it is an abomination. The Lord hates people who use dishonest scales. He is happy with honest weights. The first verse of this chapter deals with the idea of balance. It is talking about a double-sided scale. A lot of times we see this on law offices. It's that scale with the two cups. So maybe you saw it when you were in science class, right? There's a double-sided scale. And the word says that an unbalanced scale is an abomination to the Lord. Being honest is about balance. So every time I, I try to minister, every time I, I try to, to be honest with somebody else, before I can be honest with them, I got to first be honest with myself. That's balance. I shouldn't try to correct Brother Taylor or Brother Ethan or my own wife if I can't be honest with myself. God hates if I try to go and correct Sister Esso and I won't try to correct myself with the same level of honesty. Right? Lord, I thank you. Honesty is about balance. I am equally free and I'm equally guilty at the same time. And I got in my notes here, I say, some of y'all just equally free. Y'all just free. There's not enough honesty in you to grieve you to the point, amen, where you honest about yourself when it comes to sin. That sin just won't do. You got to be honest with yourself to the point that sin just won't do. And I'm, I'm not just talking to y'all, I'm talking to myself too. That's why I say I'm equally free and equally guilty at the same time. God loves balance. He wants us to rejoice in the Savior, in the freedom of Christ, knowing that nothing can separate us from him. But he also wants us to equally work out our salvation in fear and trembling. Y'all understand what I'm saying? He don't want you to be so down that you think he can't save you. But he don't want you to be so up that you think I'm good no matter what I do. God hates an unbalanced scale. Amen. I know you might be thinking that's a contradiction, but it's not. There is always work to be done. But ask yourself, should it be the same work? There is always something in you that God can work on, that he can improve on, that he can fix. But should it always be the same work? Sanctification has to play a role if we are honest. God is constantly cleaning us, but should he have to come and continue to clean the same spot over and over again? Balance. The thing is, I believe he will come and clean the same spot over and over again. But that ain't the question I ask you. The question I ask you is, should he have to? Right? That's balance. His goodness says, no matter what, I will come and I will do this thing for you. I will keep working on you until you get it right. That's his goodness. But the question is, the balance, the honesty part is, God, but I don't want you to have to do that. Should you have to do that, even though I know you will? A life without honesty or balance can have you thinking you're too far gone to save on one hand. Or you're too holy and removed from real sins to need a savior. Either way, either way you lost, 
if the scale ain't balanced. Lord, I thank you. Proverbs 11 and 2 says, people who are proud will soon be disgraced. It is wiser to be modest. That means to be balanced, to be unassuming. Pride screams, look at me. Pride screams, I need attention. Pride craves validation. When you look up the word, it means a feeling of deep pleasure or satisfaction derived from one's own achievements or the achievements of somebody that you are associated to. Right? Pride comes from looking at your things, the quality of your possessions, and saying, everybody, look at what I have. Right? Lord, I thank you. Pride always makes you think that somebody is finding fault or judging you. And, and sometimes maybe people are. Sometimes people are finding fault. And sometimes people are judging you for no reason. But honestly, most of the time, people are just clueless. Think about it. How many people do you know truly have an understanding of Scripture? And are able to apply it in love. If you don't know a lot of people that can do that, then most people they they not really judging you and finding fault. They just they just clueless. They don't know how to love you. Pastor Carter used to say, "You can't expect people to act like somebody that they not." She used to say, "People are going to act like who they are." So sometimes when people are talking or they saying or whatever they saying to you, they don't know no better. They don't know no better, right? But so often, so often when God is trying to be honest with us or, or people in general are, are truly and truly trying to be honest with us, we get in our pride, we get in our feelings, and we think that they're judging us. I'm going somewhere with this. I need you to think about the people that's closest to you. What happens when they are really honest with you? What happens when your wife is honest with you? What happens when your husband is honest with you? What happens when your mother, right, or your sibling, or God forbid, your pastor, is honest with you? How do you take it, right? We are so quick and we are so sure of ourselves that we not that person, right? We so we so sure that oh, I'm like you tell me anything, I'm gonna receive it, right? But it's something about it's something about the truth of the word, that I don't care who you are. I mean, I'm talking to myself. It's something about the truth of the word that when it hits you, it hurts. Even when you know Jesus, the truth still hurts. That's honesty. To know that, Lord, even though I got you, even when you pull the light, even though I know that I got a relationship with you, when you pull this cover on me, that thing still hurt. That's honesty. Right? We love to say we're honest, we're transparent, we're not swayed by emotion, we rooted in scripture, blah, blah, blah. We are all those things until something doesn't go our way. Then we doubt, we murmur, we complain, we become depressed, we don't want to show up, we get wishy-washy, we get in our feelings. We'll still play the game because we know that's what we're supposed to do, but we don't want to play the game. That's honesty. Right? Being too sure of yourself or unsure of yourself swings you to opposite ends. It swings you back and forth. Either you're going to always be in the dump thinking that it's never going to get better. 
You live in depression. You live in sadness. You live in anxiety. It's never going to get better. No matter how many times somebody is honestly telling you that it can get better if you do X, Y, and Z. Amen. You don't want to hear that. Right? You're so unsure of yourself. It, it, your, your problem is too big for God. You're all the way on that end. Or you're so sure of yourself. You know how long I've been serving the Lord? You know how long I've been going to church? You know how long I've been preaching? You know how long I've been hearing sermons? You know how often I listen to gospel music? I know the word. That ain't me. That, that word for somebody else. Either way. Right? That is why God hates an unbalanced scale. And that's the thing. We always trying to tip the scale in our favor. We always trying to tip the scales in our favor. Proverbs 11 and 3 says, if you are good, you are guided by honesty. People who can't be trusted are destroyed by their own dishonesty. What does it mean to be trusted? Mean, to be trusted means you are able to be responsible for someone or something. God wants to be able to trust you with whatever he gives you. And he can't trust you with whatever he has for you if you're going to continue to tip the scales in your balance. If you're more concerned with being right, or you're more concerned with getting your stuff right, you can't serve God. I think Pastor T told us that we all got to cross the bat, right? You got to give your stuff to the Lord so that you're able to bear that cross. Right? If you don't give your stuff to the Lord, you can't bear your cross. Your scale is going, it's not going to be balanced. It's going to be too heavy for you to carry your, to carry your cross and all the other stuff and somebody else's cross. Good people are guided by honesty. Those who can't be trusted will be destroyed by their own Dishonesty, a sign of a good person is honesty. And I'm not talking about superficial, external honesty. I'm talking about internal, transparent honesty. I'm not always right. But if you're honest with yourself, you know that I love you even when I hurt your feelings. I'm talking about me. I'm talking about how I deal with y'all now. And I notice what I say. I'm not always right. I wasn't always right raising Jordan. There are things that I would have done differently raising my boys when I started out. Right? But everything I did, it was never to hurt them. I always thought if I do this, it's going to make them better. It's going to keep them with the Lord. It's going to teach them what's right. Now, maybe I could have said it differently. Maybe I could have changed the timing of it. Maybe I could have been a little more gentle with it. But it was never, it was never in my heart, I'm going to intentionally do this to hurt somebody. That's why I say I'm not always right. But if you're honest with yourself, you know that I always love y'all even when I hurt your feelings. Why? Because I have a clear understanding of what God has entrusted me to do. As a shepherd, as a pastor, I have a clear understanding about what he has entrusted me to do. And if I don't do that thing honestly, honestly, I'm going to destroy myself. God desires an honesty that says I'm neither good nor bad. And y'all know my favorite scripture. Lord, teach me. I'm but a little child. I know not how to come in. I don't know how to do this. Right? 
Godly honestly says, I'm neither good or bad. I am nothing but for the grace of God. And for that reason, how you live your life matters. To think any way, to think any other way, that is dishonest. How you live your life matters to God. If you carry your name, if you're responsible for carrying his name, that means he's trusting you. He's trusting you to live in a way that's going to bless people, that's going to draw people to him. Lord, I thank you. Can you honestly say that God died so that you can keep sinning? Or is it God died for you despite of your sins? That's two different statements. That's honesty. We always have to keep in our mind that God died for us in spite of our sins. That's balance. That's good news, and it should make us feel guilty. Y'all understand? It should make you feel free. Like he's forgiving me, and it should make you feel guilty. When you get that right balance, then God can do something with you. Dishonesty destroys. As long as you keep lying to yourself, you will never be able to walk in the fullness of God. We get so defensive about what people are saying to us and how they view us. We literally shield ourselves and build a wall of self-righteousness. They got in parentheses, self-esteem. That's what the world trying to tell you today. They tell you to think so highly of yourself. Don't let what people say bother you. Don't let it bother you. Don't let what people say about you bother you. Now, am I telling you that you should listen to every wind of doctrine that come your way? No, that's not what I'm saying. But sometimes people are trying to guide you in the right direction. Sometimes they're trying to be honest with you in love. Right? Lord, I thank you. But we build this wall of, of self-righteousness, of self-esteem. We, we put people to the side, right? We, we disregard them. But I got a question for y'all. What do you see when people ain't around? Honestly, what do you see when people ain't around? We try to make it about what people saying to us and what people think about us, what wife or whoever think about us. But what do you see? Do you see any fault when it's just you? Honestly, do you see any fault when it's just you? Over the past month, I started to realize that I don't like listening to my wife. Because, and I, and I left that pause in there, because most of the time she right. And that means if she right, I'm wrong. And it can be about something simple. But pride tells me it's big. Pride tells me I know best. Pride says, right? God says it's no big deal, but pride and ego always swells. It always says it's bigger than it is. And as I was writing that out, as I was writing that little part out, I know what some of y'all think about my wife. I know y'all think she loud. I know y'all think she blunt. 
I know she y'all think she just say anything or she rude, but be honest with yourself. Has she ever told you something? Right? Do you think she's ever told you something to intentionally hurt you or, or, or push you away from God? See, we get so caught up in it, we get so caught up in the delivery. Instead of listening for the honesty. We take our insecurities out on others. And if we were honest, we would see that we need help. This is all God wants. He wants to help us. He wants us to see that we need help. I read something that said tears in the body is the way of the body. When, when we cry, tears is the body's way of balancing itself. Honestly, when is the last time you've cried? If you haven't, it's a sign that you are out of balance. I'm telling y'all, Jesus will make a grown man cry. And I'm not talking about manipulation tears. Right? We see that with babies all the time, manipulation tears. Cry. Because I can't get what I want. As soon as I get what I want, the tears stop. Manipulation tears. And I'm talking about babies, but grown people do it too. When we are, when we are confronted with honesty, when we are confronted with truth, and it's uncomfortable or it hurts us, the tears begin to flow. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but what you need to realize in them tears, your body is trying to tell you something. For whatever reason you cry, your body is trying to put you back into balance. Whether the tears are real or fake, they're coming out for a reason, and, and, and your body is trying to put you back in balance. Them tears are trying to tell you whether they fake or real. Them tears are trying to tell you to be sincere. If you realize that you fake crying, the tears saying what you crying for, you fake crying. Deal with the issue. If you're real crying, that means something has actually hit you. And God is trying to move you to deal with it. Real tears say, God, either way. Says, God, I've been dishonest with you. Proverbs 11 and 4 says, Riches will do you no good on the day you face death, but honesty can save your life. Fifth verse says, Honesty makes a good person's life easier, but the wicked will cause their own downfall. God can't slash won't save you or help you. I got can't slash won't because he can't save you, but he won't save you if you're not going to be honest. If you can't be honest, that means you really don't believe. One of the most tiring parts of my job as a pastor, as a husband, as a father, as a friend, as a son, is, to, is trying to convince people that I am genuinely trying to be honest. I, I, I hope y'all heard all them roles. Pastor, husband, friend, son, father, is trying to convince people that I am genuinely trying to be honest. Not perfect, but honest. Trying to shepherd, cultivate, raise, steward God's people with honesty. But people treat me as if I'm dishonest. I tell my children something they don't like. They treat me like I'm out to get them. But all my actions show that I love you. Right? I try to be honest with my wife. It turned into an argument. When all my actions show, I love you. 
I try to be honest in the church. Pastor being mean, pastor doing this, pastor just don't understand how hard it is. When all my actions show, I never judge. I always pick up the phone when you call. I always invite you to my home. Trying to convince people, right, that I don't have all the answers. You know, one of the main reason people run away, like they, they, they don't, they, they run away from me because, like, you, 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 always, you know it all. I can't help. I know my word. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I'm quick to say that. I'm saying that now. But with everything I have and with everything I've got, I've gone before the Lord for you, and I'm never. Never trying to be dishonest with you. Even if I get it wrong, I'm never trying to intentionally get it wrong. I'm never trying to tip the scales in my favor. God reminded me of a story in Numbers. This is in number 16, and I'm not going to read it. Amen, but... We know that during the wilderness, the people were complaining something awful against Moses. And these two men in particular in this 16th chapter, they were just going on. They were going in on Moses' 13th verse. You know, Moses called for them to come here. They're like, we ain't coming. We are not coming. Isn't it enough that you brought us out of Egypt just to kill us here in the, in the wilderness now? You done brought us out here to die, and you trying to boss us around? Right? You have not brought us to no land flowing with milk and honey and vineyards and all of this stuff. We will not come. And the word says that Moses became angry to the Lord. He, that Moses became angry with the people, and then Moses said to the Lord, Do not accept any offerings these men, these men bring. I have not wronged any of them. I have not even taken one of their donkeys. Why you read that passage? Because I understand what Moses is saying. Moses is saying, like, I'm trying to lead y'all to the promise, and y'all treating me like I'm dishonest, and I ain't even stole one of your donkeys. Tell me what the world has stole from you. Tell me how the world has treated you. Right? We used to say, like, to our, we used to say to our kids, you know, they would look at their friends and all their friends was able to do. But when you go to jail, friends don't like all of a sudden they can't they can't get the they can't get the bail money up now. When you wreck your car, they don't be like, here, take my car. They don't be like, huh, come on, stay with me rent free. Not to harp on my kid, but that's how that's how we do, that's how we turn like the very people. When I'm dead and gone, all my stuff going to y'all. I'm talking about my family. Going to, going to y'all. Y'all name on my stuff. Y'all name on somebody else's stuff? Somebody cross town on the east side got your name? Got, got, got. They going to leave all their stuff to y'all? Y'all understand what I'm saying? How we treat people who are trying to set us up for, the, for, for what's best right here and right now and in the future. But when they honest with us, it's conflict. Woo. Please look at clearly what your loved ones actually do for you. 
And I'm, I'm almost done today. The sixth verse reads, Righteousness rescues those who are honest. I want y'all to think about righteousness scooping in and rescuing you. Right? Everything that's right, everything that's good, everything that God has purpose, swooping down and rescuing you. But in order for that to happen, the word says righteousness rescues those who are honest. Sometimes we are stuck in the same place and it seems like God is not coming to rescue us because we are not honest. Honesty would tell you I'm still in this same place because I'm still behaving the same. Honesty would tell you I'm still making the, the, the same thing keeps happening because I keep making the same mistake. Righteousness rescues those who are honest, but those who can't be trusted are trapped. You're trapped. This is the word says trapped by their own greed. Greed for what? Greed for tipping the scales in your own favor instead of allowing God to adjust the scales as he sees needed. I'm not just talking about money. We are greedy for the things that we want. And we're dishonest about it. We saying, oh, I don't care, I don't care nothing about that job. I don't care nothing about that man. I don't care nothing about that. I don't care nothing about what people say. But you can't really stop caring about what people say because you're dishonest. You're like, you, you actually care about what they say. But because you won't be honest with it, God can't free you up and rescue you from worrying about what people say. The seventh verse says, when the wicked die, their hope dies with them. Confidence placed in riches comes to nothing. The righteous are protected from trouble. It comes to the wicked instead. You can be ruined by the talk of godless people, but the wisdom of the righteous can save you. That ninth verse, y'all, and then I'm going to be done. You can be ruined by the talk of godless people, but the wisdom of the righteous can save you. Ask yourself honestly, who have I been listening to? And you might be saying, Pastor, I ain't been listening to nobody. I just be by myself chilling. That might be part of the problem too, if you're listening to yourself. Who have you been listening to? We need honesty in our lives 